Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Hello guys, today I have my high school friend to join me as a guest in this podcast. So, I'll not waste too much of everyone's time. I'll just give him the platform per se and you know ask him to introduce himself and tell us why he chose that name. Hello guys, uh, my name is Thor and I chose his name because you know most superior characters from the universe like he's more than a human definitely and the kind of energy and the vibe he brings in is electrifying yeah absolutely now we know that you're a big mcu fan but you know we always uh, when we were in school we always planned for movies together and we used to go but i never pegged you as a thor fan i don't know why but okay tell me um, like why specifically thor and not you know everyone loves iron man and captain america why did you go for thor see that's the point everyone loves them but i am someone who likes things which aren't too mainstream and as i said that thor is more than a human he's a is basically a mythological creature is a god while the other two well i don't want to offend anyone but one is a billionaire in a suit and the another one is a you know lab rat basically yeah well you know this is going on the internet you are going to find some haters no matlab i still respect both of them and iron man has to be my top pick obviously ever since a child iron man and spider man were the two i saw growing up and i even read some of the magazines but as i grew up my you know likings changed and i became more of a thor fan and especially some of the off late movies uh, from the mcu itself the kind of vibe and the energy he brings in in these scenes that's kind of next level you know yeah i absolutely agree i think uh, the last thor movie the thor ragnarok one was absolutely great i think the best among its trilogy and then his entrance in wakanda when he came down oh yes absolutely nobody can forget that okay then let me you know divert a bit from thor but ask you about your favorite mcu movies okay so there are around i think 22 23 movies right now i can't keep up with the count but let's go for your top 3 okay so the top 3 movies uh iron man 1 has to be there because that kick started the whole thing and then the third thor movie as you said ragnarok and captain marvel wow captain marvel whenever i you know talk to people usually that is not a choice what they pick in the top 3 why captain marvel because we saw an introduction movie for a character which came pretty late to the universe but she is the most powerful avenger as of now in the mcu and it was a much needed movie it was a long due movie and her role in the subsequent movies the end game that is it's pretty big she brought back iron man come on and you know woman power 
the female characters before this movie who were they they were wanda yeah from the scarlet witch basically yeah 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 and even that also they i feel they didn't utilize her to the full extent exactly that's my point so none of the female characters from got a really major spotlight you know and then there comes the captain marvel who got a independent movie for herself yeah it's actually great so i am thinking that you'll be excited for the new black widow movie which is apparently delayed but yeah i hope that the fans are signing up petitions for Marvel to release it on Disney Plus so let's see how that works out Disney loves its money first i'm not sure if they're going to release it on Disney Plus so Disney Plus they are going to still you know bang him some cash yeah obviously something is better than nothing yeah that is true that is true let's see let's see it's, it will be great for us if it comes on Disney Plus um there will be some people who will dishonestly put it on torrents and i might benefit from them <laughs> let's not incriminate myself i'll just you know move on to something very special i think which is something which is very passionate to you uh, even when we were in high school and this was something which you always constantly talked about and you had a very good standing knowledge about it so well nobody knows but why did it take so much of a pause but it was it's cars it's cars okay so how do we start this let's start with again favorites and then you know we'll mo- move into the more nitty gritties of this thing so let's start with your top 3 favorite cars and give us the reasoning behind each of them so are you talking about top 3 favorite cars or top 3 cars which i would like to see in my garage at some point of time because both are a bit different because the second thing i'll have to you know play the practicality part into it as well okay so you know what we'll do two rounds we'll do this way first you tell us your top 3 cars no barriers okay let's see and then we'll you know move on to the more practical aspect that's nice okay so the first one the blunt out top 3 favorite cars that is so number 1 has to be the lamborghini aventador svj the svj stands for super veloce jota i mean i do i cannot really pronounce it in the correct italian way as it was supposed to but there it goes so the reason behind it is lamborghini are known for their v12 naturally aspirated engines v12 stands for 12 cylinder configuration in a V shaped six there and six that side as we know that the world is moving towards a more greener future car manufacturers even the sports cars and the supercars are becoming hybrid day by day so this particular car is the mightiest and the greatest V12 Lamborghini has ever built and so it's going to go down the history as the last naturally aspirated V12 by Lamborghini because some sources have informed that the next flagship model will be a plug-in hybrid okay so that's your first pick let's move on to your next one my next pick would be the new Porsche 992 911 Turbo S The 911 has been an iconic car in the history of automobile industries and the way it has developed and it has progressed is quite commendable and the current iteration the 992 Turbo S is pretty understated and has way more power than many of its competitors and some even you know twice the amount I am not a big car fanatic but you know just in simpler terms why would you prefer let's say the lamborghini over the porsche or these two car choices like why is that the first one and this is the second one because the exhaust note from the mighty v12 of the lamborghini comes nothing close to the exhaust note you get from a turbocharged engine of the porsche well, that's great so let's then move on to your third pick my third pick would have to be the 
Rolls Royce Phantom Series 8. I think all of them are out of our reach. You know. Yeah. Now I understand why did you make the distinction. So this is the costliest uh, production car you can get in India. It comes in two models and the top end one. Yeah. So even Rolls Royce have two models and one of them is a top end. So that can set you back for minimum just 13 crores. You know. Wow. Minimum. If you go on to add up your spec and customize it. As per your liking, then it might as well shoot up to the fifteen, sixteen crore mark. That's crazy, you know. That's crazy amount of money for a car. But then there are buyers who. spend that hey that's actually great to you know even i did not know that so moving on to in a more practical bit i think sensible area in first case being that it should be viable for a place like india where we don't have such roads where we could have lamborghinis moving around the roads so yeah what would be your you know top 3 sensible picks so i'm going to categorize my cars into three different parts Okay. The first car would be the one which I'll be using for my daily commute, and the second one would be a car that I'll keep away for my weekend fun getaways, and the third one would be something which I'd pull over in a you know in a party or a corporate meeting or something. So my first pick, that is my daily commute, would be a Range Rover Sport, Land Rover Range Rover Sport. That is, and why that? Because I've always been a fan of the Range Rover vehicles. They are well designed, well engineered, and one of the best off-roading cars that you can get. But not that I'm gonna take it off-roading, but still, and it's way ahead of its competitors. And it's comfortable. It's big. It has more than decent power for the daily commuting, and it's a bit not that eye jazzy that is. Ah, so you know, it's more well. Let's not you know categorize this for all. It's just that even these cars are quite high end, but you know we sh- we could say like in comparison to Lamborghinis and Porsches, it's something which is fairly sensible for the Indian terrain and actually a good suggestion for somebody who might be looking for a car. So your next one, the party one, right? Yeah, we can say the next one as the. one which i'll be taking to corporate parties or dinners or weddings yeah so that will be a mercedes s560 maybach so the mercedes s class are known to be the most premium and the most luxury mercedes you can buy and it it can give a run to rolls royce for its price it is that comfortable and that premium and that up market so again It's not as eye jazzy as a Rolls Royce might be, and it's much more pocket friendly as well, and has more than enough power. Again, it is powered by a V8 by turbo engine. That's quite fancy. Nice. So, into your last pick. My last one has to be something special, which uh, you know I look forward to the weekend so that I can drive it out. Yeah. And then again, it doesn't have to be that eye jazzy because. again the kind of people we are surrounded in our society and you know matlab i try to avoid those things yeah and so it has to be one of the cars that i stated earlier in the top 3 favorite cars it is the porsche 992 911 turbo s it's understated it's fast it has just enough bling to satisfy my need and it's one amazing machine well i think this will be an amazing entertainment for car fanatics to hear something that they understand and love well it, i hope so it's something which i am still struggling to catch up on to get the lingos of the car world but spending some years with you in high school i think i have gotten hold of something but so moving on from your favorite cars to let's say when you're selecting a car so what is that one thing that you see or what are the top 3 or 4 things that you see that has to be there in a car for you to like it so when i 
walk into a dealership i have my car sorted i always think twice before going and checking out a car but the top two things that i need want and i look in my cars are the safety and the performance aspects because if i'm getting a car i'm going to be spending more than 50% of the time while be on the driver seat when i get a car uh, which is why the performance part has to be has to hit my sweet spot while at the same time as uncle ben said with great power comes great responsibilities so with great performance should come hand in hand with great safety right i mean if i'm flying down the road at illegal speeds i might as well want to stop at the right time and if by god something happens then the car has to save me so my top two picks are the power and the safety but then again it doesn't have to be the same for every other person it depends upon an uh, individual's liking you know this two factors that you said it's actually really nice safety and performance performance obviously uh, that will be a consideration when everyone chooses a car but safety is something which people don't really i don't know put that in a priority list when choosing a car I'm not sure like it might be not true but from whatever knowledge I have people usually are more fixated on the design um let's say the frills inside a car I would say rather than and kitna deti hai yes the famous phrase the mileage of the car <laughs> yeah i absolutely agree about that but i think safety is one thing that needs to be in the top priority when choosing a car i understand budgets are a constraint but you know getting the safest car is always the best choice because you indeed sometime or the other your family member is in the driver seat behind the wheels so that's actually really important okay uh, so we heard about your preference towards safety and performance but keeping these two aside let's say let's go to you know a design of a car uh, is it something first of all that excites you while choosing a car or is it something which you take into consideration you know even though if it's down the priority line and if yes then you know what specific thing particularly that you look for when choosing a car in terms of design aspects so the designing aspects comes to me as more of a cherry on top of the cake situation over here but uh... I can't say that the design excites me or something but the tech the car has that does so down the line the other things which I consider while taking a car are the audio output of the car the which brand of speaker they are using or how many speakers and tweeters are there and then comes the actual infotainment system the instrument cluster layout and sometimes even how spacious the back seat is because my parents are going to spend their time in the back seat so i might as well get something which is more comfortable for them as well that's actually great the infotainment system and things like that i'm not sure whether the exterior of the car matters that much a lot the only thing on the exterior that matters to me are the headlights and the tail lights yeah i was actually leading up to that you know usually um, there is also a pattern which is seen that you know when you're buying a car you tend to switch some things out or upgrade some things not upgrade i would say but change some of the frills of outside the car be it your tires rims or as you said headlights but i think i'm pretty much i know the answer to this one i think um if you want to change something out well after buying a new car it would be your headlights right i don't because i don't change anything because uh, my father believes that the factory fitted ones are the one we should go for and which is why we end up getting those particular cars which comes with great tires and as well as full led headlights it's a thing with all mechanical devices um you know once you open it and refix it it's not always the same and yeah that's there and if you do and if you tinker around with the wiring of the car then the company might as well void your warranty 
they aren't gonna look after it if something screws up because we were the ones who changed it in the first place yeah makes sense makes sense okay so let's say where do you get your intake of all this um, card knowledge or you i know you're really passionate about it but you know there must be a source which you probably refer to or probably a youtube something so or it might be a recommendation for anybody who is a car fanatic and might look into these things so i spend if i'm doing any research on cars the most of the time i spend are on youtube and on there's a forum run by some of the petrol heads as we call ourselves in india and it is quite thrilling and uh, full of knowledge for us and it goes by the name team bhp so if anybody wants to read anything about the latest car trends or the market trends all those figures and datas from the car sales and then going to car reviews and new car launches news you can all find it there under one roof and you can even interact with some of the members and be enlightened that is so before buying a car i always look up in the forum to see whether i can get anything anything significant and important from it well it's very different you know from a general recommendation usually it's actually you know a niche place where people don't really enter into i think a forum is something which people don't really refer while you know selecting a car we yeah, had it's actually great you know because they actually give a more personalized touch to the review i would say a more actual sense but do you refer to these websites like we have car dekho or cars 24 or things like this you know where they have a whole catalog basically it's a e-commerce for cars uh, with all their features listed so uh, does that uh, meet your expectations do you visit them i do that only to check out the pricing of the car and the figures of of the car like the performance output the power the torque that's it but anything more i go to either youtube or team bhp okay i think we missed a word there i think what is the pricing and the figures of the car right yeah pricing the engine capacity the power output the torque number of airbags and other bells and whistles ah so it's basically all the features that a car has so it's easier to you know look them up in a one, in one place and then you can you know visit the forums for a more detailed review but let's say let's you know all the cars that you talked about right now and all the uh, features that you were talking about inside the cars it, it's up until this point it is valid and it actually will be valid i think for a few more years but like how do you feel about the influx of this new era of electric cars i know um india is still a bit it's lagging a bit more years it's still in a more developing stage but you know in a more developed countries like us canada where electric cars i think have a huge reach now especially you know by tesla and other companies like how do you feel are you excited about them or um, is it something which excites you is it something which you want to buy in future So last year I bought a Hyundai Kona electric and I happened to be the first customer from US in India so I think that tells that I'm a bit excited about the future and which is why I already boarded the train to the future as you might say it's something very in a more experimental stage in India right now how is your experience like is it something which satisfies you know your love uh, for driving a car in general i know you were you you loved the sound of the engine i'm not sure the electric cars provide the same thing so is it the same mechanically the electric vehicles are better to drive than the same cars which you can get in the same price segment so the advantage of the electric motor is that there is no lag in the power delivery 
like in normal cars what you do if you press if you go flat out on the accelerator pedal there has to be a lag of minimum split second or two before the engine starts pushing the power to the wheels mm-hmm. so with the electric motor they have managed to eliminate that so as soon as you push the pedal you get 100% of the amount of power straight to the wheels and that feeling is amazing and it is pretty addictive i find myself going flat out even on bumper traffics just to get that push uh, is it the same with brakes another fun thing about electric cars is the electric regenerative braking regen braking in short so what it does is as soon as you let off the accelerator pedal the car starts slowing down on itself and the heat and the kinetic energy which has been developed earlier is being used to charge the battery while you are still moving like basically your car will start slowing significantly when you take your foot off the gas and without even pressing the brake so that gives an advantage over mechanical cars you have to go and press press your brake but in the city situation i have found myself not using the brake at all and during some some care most of the time i have been driving around yeah there are three different levels three different intensities of the braking so that goes 1 2 and 3 3 is the maximum your car slows down quite significantly in level 3 and then it goes in a decreasing level there it's actually you know great to hear about these things because it's something which at least we have not tried but you know moving on to the more infrastructural part of this getting an electric car i think you know it's something people are excited about and things like that but with normal cars you know you have petrol pumps probably in every kilometer and um, you don't fear running out of gas because you know find a station and get that done but like is it the same for electric cars no 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 that can be a nightmare i am a person who has anxiety issues sometimes and this is one of the biggest kind it's the range anxiety you cannot take the car out for really long drives if the charge isn't at 100% because your battery will run out of power at some point or the other and then you will be stranded in the middle of nowhere with no support if you are in a petrol or a diesel vehicle and your car runs out of fuel in the middle of nowhere you can still get the fuel in a bottle and you can fill it up and you can drive it to the nearest petrol pump to fill it up again right you cannot do the same in an electric car so that has been quite challenging and i don't see that getting any better in the coming future the electric car concept is still in its uh, beginning level in india and it's gonna take it's time to set up the fast chargers in different parts of the city as well as on the highways in the city still it isn't that big of an issue because you know like in a day you won't be driving for more than say 100 or 150 kilometers in the city right and with a full charge my car is claimed to go run around 452 kilometers but in the real world i'm getting around 300 350 kilometers from one full charge that actually great you know for a city usage that is super pocket friendly as well so it has a 39.2 kilowatt hour battery and if you charge the full car from 0 to 100% that will take maximum 40 units of electricity now 40 unit of electricity you can taking the cost per unit as rupees 10 then even 40 unit would come out to 400 rupees for one full charge and you can drive around for 300 kilometers minimum in 400 rupees 
that's crazy yeah i think people who are you know more uh, who need a car probably for more city dwelling not for long drives i think this could be a great purchase for them and you know in future you never know but better infrastructure with more charging ports you know this will obviously improve but right now how are you tackling this charging uh, situation like do you have something set up at your home or is there a station nearby which provides this feature so the car comes with three charging supports first one is a really slow three point charger which plugs into the normal wall socket okay and it takes around 19 hours for it to charge your car from 0 to 100% so and the second one is a charging station which is uh, which uses the ac current from our uh, home supply and it can charge the car from 0 to 80% in less than 7 hours oh so i have the first two the second one the ac charger i got it free of cost from the dealership itself basically from the company said and i have been using that it is set up in my home garage and it i overnight charge the car just like how i charge my phone because again as i said i have a range anxiety <laughs> yeah so i understand i have to get it all juiced up before i take it out again and the third one is the dc fast charging option now those are quite expensive to get if you want to set up one in your home it might cost you around 14 lakhs roughly Whoa. that's the price of a car yeah so obviously it wasn't feasible for i think it isn't feasible for any of us to get that and there are a few of them around the city and they are installed by the government itself and some of those corporate it firms in their parkings because even they are supporting a cleaner and a greener future and then the car dealership hyundai they Uh, they were supposed to set up one at their own uh, workshop so that their customers can drive in and get gas charged free of cost no oh, that's actually great and you know what's the time frame for getting that charge in a dc charger oh yeah 50 minutes 0 to 80% oh that's actually great so in an hour you're getting everything charged yeah. yeah that's absolutely great but one thing that you constantly mention during this is range anxiety it's something yeah. which intrigues me because everything in our life is electric we have a laptops we have a mobiles tablets and things like that we're always in this mental state we want to put them in charge we want to have them full charged ready for the next day do you think this range anxiety might prevent somebody adopt to the electric car world as of the current situation of the infrastructure we have i think that electric cars are recommended for those who have another primary car in their garage because say you are returning back from anywhere from a place and you came back home and your car doesn't have like it's almost depleted it's run out of battery and you have plugged your car in and it's not going to go and it's it won't juice up enough to go anywhere in the next 10 or 15 minutes per se and then suppose there's uh, some some kind of emergency comes up or you have to be somewhere asap you know then you, you're going to be stuck either that or you'll have to uh, get a public transport so with the current situation and the current infrastructure i think uh, that electric cars are best suited for those who have a uh, who uh, say one or two more cars in their garage oh that's actually you know helpful 
we are not too car fanatics as i have already mentioned before but you know it's always good to have a car in the family and we were considering our next purchase to be a more electric option like i want to be more environment focused that is the first thing and the second thing it's more economically feasible on a long term basis because you are Indeed. not spending so much on fuel given the erratic changes in fuel prices you never know how things might turn out so that actually makes sense but what are your views on hybrid vehicles you know which have both the option does that something excite you or is it uh, like how do you feel about those cars i'm a big fan of hybrid cars mainly because it gives you the best of both worlds right so what i said earlier about the normal uh, ic cars internal combustion engine cars it is that when you go flat on the accelerator you won't get that instantaneous boost or the instantaneous power that you get in an electric so in a hybrid again that electric motors bridges the gap you will get that instant boost and the other thing is uh, that if you run out of gasoline Uh, then you can still run on a full electric part of the car and that can still get you to the nearest petrol pump and i think that with the current scenario uh, the government should be boosting up the sales for these hybrid vehicles so that they can pave the way for a better and brighter future for the incoming electric uh, vehicles Yeah I think that is the you know step you go on a more incremental stage hybrid is something which will at least uh, you won't have the range anxiety I would say yeah because if anything runs out you have the other option available to reach your destination and at least uh, do the task an instantaneous top up with the at the petrol pump you uh, with the electric vehicles your car will need some time to get charged up yeah that actually makes a lot of sense but let's say does hybrid car still make a primary vehicle option yes it can without a doubt we have a clear cut favorite so let's just ask you uh, then what's your best like what do you feel in the current scenario in a more economical stage what will be the best hybrid car right now for you for me it would be the toyota camry hybrid it has the brand reliability of toyota we know they are the most reliable brand you can get right now and the next thing is the comfort level it can compete with cars must cost clear than it and the next thing is the performance part it has a really nice punchy petrol engine powered with a uh, sufficiently powerful electric motor so if i were to be in the market for a hybrid car right now i would have picked up the toyota camry oh, that's actually a good suggestion probably i'll give it some thought when recommending my family for a purchase but just to make things clear a bit in my head regarding this hybrid class which i always had a confusion was which type of fuel i would say does it run primarily on is it primarily on petrol or petrol yeah okay so the primary thing is petrol when that runs out or or is something which you can switch randomly so when you start the car the car starts in its electric mode okay and then when you start driving it will be using both of them it varies from one manufacturer to another how they set up the car but the most common concept is the car starts in its electric mode then till a certain speed it will run on electric and then it will switch between a combination of both and then there's a full electric mode which you can again select but your battery will run out really fast if you do that yeah obviously like we don't have the entire battery capacity because obviously our internal combustion engine is taking half the space but isn't there a delay in power handoff like between the electric motor or the ic 
I'm not sure how the internal system works, so I'm just talking in the most rudimentary sense as possible. This might be really stupid questions, but just to put it out, if you have any experience, do you see any delays, you know, when switching from one mode to the other? No, no, it's not that significant, I, I must say. That's actually great. Then uh, a recommendation for all future car buyers, please consider a hybrid one. And if it's a more secondary car, then consider an electric car option. It might be something which you're really interested in. And I think the, nowadays, cars are more going on a more technological route. They're including all these assistants and infotainment systems, which excite the customers more. So that is something to be looking out for. So let's close this out. We have been talking cars for quite a while. So let's close this out with, let's say, some given the lockdown. What have you been doing under this lockdown? I know you you miss probably your car rides on weekends, but what are you watching right now? Or what are your content recommendations that you would like to give somebody? So my day mainly comprises of three different things. Watching, playing and working out. Working out, okay, that is something which we can touch upon later. But I think that everyone should be doing that otherwise. You know, when you don't drive a car for long, the mechanical parts can't sit down. Yeah. So, the same thing goes to us. We aren't going out, so we need to keep it going for our bodies to remain healthy and flexible. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so on Netflix, I was uh, watching Money Heist uh, Season 4, which came out around a week or two ago. And now that I'm done with uh, Money Heist, I'm going back to the show I was watching previously. It's a show on Netflix called Peaky Blinders. It has around four or five seasons and I can recommend that to other people. I have been recommending that to other people. Yeah, I think the last recording that I had with my cousin, even he recommended the exact two shows, uh, Money Heist and PK Blinders. I need to watch them. Everyone is recommending them apparently. So I'll surely put them in my recommended list and now everyone should. Now since that Disney Plus is gone Hotstar, so there's another show which I've been binge watching recently. It's uh, from my childhood. From our childhood, rather. Have you heard of the show uh, Sweet Life of Zack and Cody? Yes, yes, I obviously have. So, it's on Hotstar now, thanks to Disney+. Plus. So, I have been binge-watching that, just to relieve those moments which I had back in the days. Yeah, that's actually cool. That's a quite funny show. Right now, uh, yeah, I'll probably, you know, get a subscription and get on watching that. Right now, I'm just binging on The Office. Apparently, I was too long to get on that bandwagon. I started up with The Office last year. Even I was a bit late, but then I gave up in the middle of season one because it couldn't uh, get me hooked into it. Yeah, I understand. You know, even I watched episode one and then I thought that I would never watch something like this. But apparently, I don't know why, after watching the first episode, my YouTube recommendations just got flooded with office recommendations. And I, it subconsciously, you know, made me watch the entire season. The first season is a bit tough to go through. But you won't believe, I think it's been three days. I'm already in season four. You know, uh, my binging habits. So it goes a bit out of line in these days, given that there's nothing else to do. But that's the thing that I'm watching currently. I think that's it for the content recommendations. So I think today is something which all car fanatics might love. I hope so. I hope I gave them what they wanted. It would be lovely. And I'm pretty sure if somebody reaches out to me, I'll hook them up with you so that they can get more information. And they can always reach out to me on Twitter if they want to be a guest on this podcast. Because again, I want to talk to random people not just with my friends whom I already know so you know always getting to know about new people new perspectives about world it's always interesting indeed let's connect later and we'll probably have another episode soon 
talking about new things thank you so much for attending all the best with this venture of yours i must say i have been enjoying what you have been putting out and i i have been recommending your podcast to others oh wow well that's too much of praise which i can digest right now but thank you so much i you know it's something creative something new so it's always good it's always enjoyment chalo then i'll catch up with you later chalo bye 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 Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.